3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Good to have you with us on Episode 11 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob, and I'm here with my friends Greg. Hey. hey, hey. Jack. Hi. Alicia. Hello. And John. Hello. Tonight we're missing Lexi. We hope she's back with us next week. We hope she's having fun. We miss Lexi. I miss Lexi because Lexi laughs at all my jokes. Nobody else does. Just Lexi. You know, hey, Greg, you know what we need to do? We need to record Lexi's laugh and just splice it in here every now and then. That I'd appreciate that. Sure, I'll, I'll grab it from an old episode. No problem. <laughs> That'd be great. I appreciate it. Now, nah, Lexi will be back with us next week, I hope. Hey, guys. Uh, wine and Dine. Not Wine and Dine. Walt Disney World Marathon is by the time you listen to this, almost upon us, uh, many of you may, in fact, already be down at uh, in Orlando or maybe on your way. Uh, if you're getting excited, that's good. If you're a little nervous, that's normal, I promise you. But uh, let's talk about it. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Let's talk about it a little bit more tonight. And then uh, we got some other things. I want to mention at the top, we got a really special interview tonight. We talked with our friend Kim, and the subject is Ainsley's Angels. And please, if you have the time, please hang on and listen to that interview at the end. I think it's an important one, and we'd like you to hear it. Okay, so let's see what's happened since we last talked. We talked last week about runner tracking for the marathon weekend. We still don't know, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, please. We still don't know whether that'll be by text message or email. I think it was email and and, uh, and Twitter last time, I think. But uh, let's see what happens there. The link is is active, but you won't be able to sign up to track people until the 3rd of January, the same day that your expo passport will be available, the 3rd of January. Nothing else really new on that front. Guys, let's talk about a couple things, especially for the first-timers who are heading down that way. What are you packing? What's your packing list look like for Marathon Weekend? Some things that I always make sure to bring um, are my fuel, although you can get emergency fuel at the expo. It's hard yep. to get and not necessarily what you always use. Some other things are for sure my running shoes. So you don't want to oh, forget yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> I got a story. <laughs> I got a, I got a story about that, but go ahead. Um, and then I'm bringing different types of clothing because you never know with marathon weekend, if it's going to be warm or cold right now, it says that it's going to be nice, but I'm bringing pants and shorts just in case. That's smart. That's very smart. Now I will tell you living here, the forecast has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks, pretty accurate. And 
I will tell you what's happening here is it's it's really quite warm right now. It's kind of like 2020 right now. We're hitting highs in the 80s. But there's a cold front coming through. Now, a cold front from for Florida means that the high is going to be like 70. And then it's going to warm up a little bit. So it really does. And I mean, no guarantees, but it really does look like we're going to be seeing lows right around 50 and highs, maybe in the mid 70s, which would be wonderful. Another thing that I always bring is um, a metal water bottle or just a portable water bottle because I like to stay hydrated. So I fill that up when I'm in the parks or ask for a glass of water and pour it in there. Um, Staying hydrated is definitely key during marathon weekend. Oh, that's a great tip. Now, you're not talking about carrying it with you on the run. You're talking about carrying it with you throughout the day in the parks, right? Correct. Yep. Prior to the runs. I hadn't thought about that. That's, That's a great idea. I also bring a water bottle for myself um, for the runs, but that isn't necessary. They do have um, hydration on the course. That's an individual thing. I agree. I do not do that. You'll find a water stop every two miles, which I find more than adequate. But I also see a lot of people carrying hydration packs. That's an individual thing. I think my best advice would be is if you trained with it, bring it. But uh, it's it's really... Is it absolutely necessary? Not in my opinion. No, I love what you have on your list. I have a, a few very specific things for me I'm going to be using on this one. Um, I definitely need some KT tape. And I know that you can find it at the expo and whatnot. That I definitely need because of my foot <laughs> slash ankle problem. And then um, I'm definitely going to be using the salt, salt stick uh, fast chews, which you can buy on Amazon. Uh, that way it's a replacement instead of like using salt tablets specifically. Cause I had a salt tablet incident once and I burned the side of my tongue in the halfway through a 50 mile ultra. And I don't want to have that happen. And chewables are the better bet. <laughs> and then my third thing is, is definitely, um, I love the, um, whether those goo chews or anything that's equivalent to it. Those things are a blessing, and once I've discovered those, I will never not use them again. (laughs) Those are like my three must-haves for the trip to make sure I need to pack it. (laughs) So I'll be packing a lot of things similar to what Jack and Alicia just mentioned. To me, the one big thing, not granted, it's a little heavy for my suitcase, but thankfully I got a free bag, is I'll be uh, bringing my BFF. Uh, it is a product that is actually highly, highly endorsed by Jeff Galloway. And what I kind of related to is a foam roller on steroids or a uh, car buff for your car, muscles. Yeah, car waxer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with all the different pads that it comes with and everything like that. But, I mean, you can you can dig in so deep and, you know, use the side of it or, or you know, get the flat end of it. It really, really helps with recovery. Obviously, the technology over the last couple of years has gotten a little better where, you know, like with like the Theraguns and stuff like that, you know, those are really small and portable, but you can really work all different areas of your body. So I know for me, I'll definitely be using that after the half on Saturday to prep for Sunday and then obviously after the full uh, as well. But that's going to be the main thing I'll be packing. The biggest note, though, that I want to make note about as it relates to packing is not necessarily what you're putting in your suitcase, but how you're packing your suitcase. And for me, and I heard this tip uh, a couple of years ago, is that if you are flying, you should put any and all necessary running gear 
in your carry-on bag. So that way, God forbid, the airline loses your bag. You are not scrambling at the last minute. That way, it's all with you, you know, right there, you know, in, in the, the carry-on baggage area of the plane. And you'll be set even if that unfortunate situation does happen to you. Yeah, I'm with you. Although I can see you running around the expo buying shoes and shorts. and <laughs> That'd cost you a couple bucks if you lost that bag. What everybody else is taking with them, I'm basically packing the same things. I don't have that BFF or whatever that is, but uh, I, I'm i into like first aid and extra stuff. I'm bringing extra charging cables for my Garmin, extra watch bands, all that stuff, because I've had stuff break on me and then you're stuck. Uh, I'm taking Band-Aids for my blisters and feet. Uh, I pack lancets to pop blisters, actually, because they're safer than heating up a uh, race bib uh, safety pin and trying to clean it out. Newspapers to go in my shoes, and God forbid it rains and they get soaking wet. Everything else you guys basically covered. Well, as, as some of my friends know here, in a former life I was a pilot, Pilots are used to checklists, and I actually have built my own checklist that I run through before I head down to a Disney run. Now, I'm not going to go through everything in here. Uh, much of it has been talked about already, but things I don't want to forget. Um, I've posted this on Facebook a couple times. Don't forget your sunglasses. And... What you'll find is that when you leave, especially it would be on the half this time, when you head out of Magic Kingdom and you head on that road between uh, the Poly and Grand Floridian and Shades of Green, that goes just about due east. And you are typically heading right into the rising sun. So it's a good time to throw your sunglasses on. We've got the obvious shorts, tights, shoes. I make sure not to forget my run, walk, run timer. I'm a Galloway guy. I don't use safety pins. I use magnets to secure my bib. I bring aspirin and ibuprofen, so I put that on my list. Fuels, the fuel that you're going to use during the race. There is some in the half and the marathon. We've talked about that last week, that Disney will provide you some uh, bananas, uh, sports beans. The last time it was honey stinger chews. They were actually pretty good and uh, chocolate, but you probably want a little bit more, especially if you've been training with something else. And then I'm, I bring run gum. That's, that's on my list. So make yourself a list. So you don't inadvertently forget something. Alicia talked about her shoes. The very first run I did at Disney World was Wine and Dine Half Marathon 2016. I had a problem with plantar fasciitis earlier. I was over it by then. But I had a special set of inserts into my shoes that I had been swapping out from pair to pair. Well, I got down to Disney. I had my shoes all right. But I didn't have any inserts. I didn't have the original sock liners in there. So I just put my socks on and put them in my shoes and we ran and, well, everything worked out okay. Okay, so we hope that helps. Uh, everybody's packing list is going to be individual. But 
we threw some ideas out there. We hope that helps you out. Let's talk about one more thing. Now, especially if this is your first time to run one of the, let's say one of the longer distances, one of the challenges, maybe you're heading out, you're coming down, you're going to run the half for the first time ever. You're going to run a marathon for the first time in a long time. It's, and I said this last week, it's not only okay to be nervous about it, it's absolutely normal. I kind of worry about people who aren't nervous about doing something this challenging because, as I've said many, many times, I don't care how many times you've done the dopey challenge or the goofy challenge, by golly, it's hard. And there's no guarantee for any of us that we're going to finish it. The best marathoners in the world don't finish every marathon they start. So if you've done your training, unless something just goes terribly wrong for you, you have every reason to expect that you will finish. But just concentrate on doing your best. I'm going to throw out a couple of ideas here. Uh, To me, the big thing is, this is Disney, don't worry about your times. Everybody's pace is an individual thing. We don't typically talk pace here. The reason is I may run a 10-minute mile. Half the folks are going to say, wow, 10 minutes is great. Half the folks are going to say, what are you doing, carrying an anchor that it takes you 10 minutes to do a mile? It doesn't matter. Your pace is your pace. But I'm going to throw out some numbers just to give you an idea of how I attack the dopey challenge. I'll go back to 2019-2020 running season. Back then, just before Dopey, I ran a 20, I ran a 5K in just a little bit under 29 minutes, 28.48. When I got to Dopey, I did the 5K in an hour and 21 minutes. Okay, now I walk it with my wife. There's a question we get a lot, is the 5K timed? You'll have a timing uh You'll have a timing bib for the 5K if you're in the Dopey Challenge, but you won't get swept on the 5K. All of the Disney literature says you have to maintain the 16-minute mile in every event, but you really don't, okay? Let's look at the 10K. In the 10K in 2020, on January 1st, I ran a 10K in 59 flat. I did the 10K at Dopey. In an hour and 37 minutes. Okay. <laughs> now, that's a little less than 16 minutes a mile, but not much. The half uh, for the year going into the 2020 Dopey, I did multiple halves. I, I ran them all between 210 and 220. I did the Dopey half in three hours and 39 minutes. That's more than 16 minutes a mile. So what's my point? And then the, and the, the full marathon I did in 615. But my point is, you can take your time. You have to be ahead of the balloon, ladies. You have to be ahead of that last 16-minute-per-mile person. But you don't need to set PRs in, the, in these challenges. You can relax. You can enjoy. You can stop for the character photos. Heck, that's what you paid for. You paid for the fun. You paid for the good time. So make the most of it. All great points, Bob. The one thing I will say, and I know we, we've talked about this on previous episodes, is one strategy that I know I will definitely be employing. I, 
I most likely will probably only save it for the full is this idea. And again, it's another Galloway term of what is called a gwinning, which is an interval of a 30 second, you know, light run and then two minutes of walking. And sure, that does seem like a lot of walking, but I know the first couple of times I did that, you know, my average paces were probably in, and again, pace is relative to everybody. But even taking my time, my paces were like 1430. And if you think about that, that is 90 seconds faster than the balloon ladies, even if you are in the last corral. And you extrapolate that over the course of a full marathon, you know, you have well over, you know, 30 minutes of, you know, leeway, you know, that in the event that you are nervous about that. I mean, granted, I know I will be, but I mean, it's one of those things where, sure, you can have some really slow times and bank your energy, but that will be enough to keep yourself ahead of the time. Now, granted, if you're going to do a lot of that during, especially the full is it the best idea to maybe do a character stop? No. I, I plan on, on having my fun-focused race be the half marathon. Walking, taking my time, chatting with friends, taking pictures, doing the character stops. But it's going to be a little bit more business come Sunday because I know that that's you know, the main operative goal. But again, I, I think having fun during those you know shorter distance of, of the races, especially for the challenges – not only is it going to help you save energy, but I think you're also having a more enjoyable time as well. I just want to mention too, um, in regards to the balloon ladies, that if you do start in the last corral, don't panic. It's okay. Um, try and move up in the corral if you can and keep moving. Um, they're very nice ladies and you can do this. You've worked hard. You've trained. You will be okay. Excellent. Good point, Alicia. If you've done the training, by golly, that really is the hard part. I want to I want to piggyback on two things Greg said. First of all, most people don't have too much trouble walking, let's say eighteen minutes a mile. That's that's an that's not an easy walk. That, that's a you have to pace that. Twenty is pretty easy, but eighteen's not hard. If you can run ten seconds out of every minute. You can drop that 18 to 16. And like Alicia just said, if you can get up front in the corrals, you've got time over the balloon ladies. So you can do this. The other thing I wanted to add is personal story. Uh, my first dopey, I was talking to Jeff Galloway the day before, uh, the day of registration. Not registration day, I picked up my bib. And uh, I asked him for advice, and I've, I know I've said this in previous podcasts. He said, Bob, walk the half. Just walk the half. You know, you can you can run a little bit in a 10K if you want to, but walk the half, and then you'll be able to do the marathon. You'll be okay. So implicitly trusting everything Mr. Galloway has to say, I did that, except for two times. If I was on a downhill slope, and they're not much downhill or uphill at Disney World. I would run just a little bit. And if I saw, of course, the photo pass people, I would run. So I've, I'm finishing a half. I'm running these downhills. I'm staying at the Shades of Green Hotel. The Shades of Green is, is a nice place, 
But when you walk into the lobby, the lobby's on like the second and a half floor. It's between the second and third floor. So there's a ramp that takes you either to or from the lobby to the second floor to get the elevator. So I come back from the half marathon. I walk into the lobby of the Shades of Green Hotel. I get on that ramp. And because it was downhill, I started to run. (laughs) I'm running in the hotel. It just was a habit. My strategy, I'm going to follow what what you guys have been saying too. Uh, I'm actually putting my ego aside. I, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go do this. You know, the nurse had an injury, this whole training session. Uh, I know if I try to go out full bore, I'm not going to make it past the, the, the 10 K. So I'm going to take my time. Hopefully people can rein me in if they see me. (laughs) Uh, and walk, try to walk the, 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 the five, the 10, the half, and see what I can do on the, uh, the full. Hopefully I've been training a little bit now, uh, walking. I'm not, I'm not at Bob speed of walking, you know, I don't think anybody is walking at some good paces and I've been trying to do my intervals a lot better, cutting them down really slow. I've been kind of doing 15, 45, 30, 30s, and, uh, they seem to be working. So we'll see what happens. No, I, I have no intention of trying to uh, power walk this one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking 14, 30, 15 minutes, and I'll be good. I keep going back to the very first time I did Dopey, and I, I was nervous about what I was going to do for times, just like you were just talking about a second ago, John. And my friend Megan, who runs at approximately, at least at the time she did, she's faster now, I'm sure, than I am, but uh, we ran approximately the same speeds for over over the same distances and she sent to me the same numbers i just read to you about my times and she said look bob here's what i did in uh, in 2016 and when she did that it just lifted a weight off my shoulders i said oh i get it now i get it now this is dopey this is fun just finish it and have a good time so i'm looking forward to seeing you guys down there and that's what we're going to do we're going to finish it. And we're going to have a good time. Another little strategy that I can actually pop into you guys is if uh, this is my uh, doctor gave me this little advice. Uh, if you can, and you've got a car and you can get out and you go to one of these uh, like Winn Dixie's or Publix, get a bag of frozen peas. If you have anything aching you on the next day, the frozen peas on your body when they start getting mushy, it's time to, it's at the 20 minute mark to take them off. So you, you don't, you're not going to, and they wrap really well around places. So it's a good little trick and it works really well. That'll help. So I learned very early on in my running career is to have more than just one goal, because if you work so hard on that one goal, that's great. But for whatever reason, you're not able to accomplish it. Always have like another secondary goal or, or a third goal. I like to have multiple goals throughout the race. Um, Just in case that that way I feel like I'm meeting at least one of them Uh, because sometimes, especially this time with my foot slash ankle being the way it is, I'm not going to worry so much about time. So my goal is, well, how many characters can I meet (laughs) or um, I don't know, just stuff like that, just like small mini ones. Uh, I don't think this is going to be my fastest marathon, (laughs) but um, I just might maybe, you know what, my goal is to have as much fun 
during this race. That's a perfect goal. So, gang, if I can summarize, I think what we're trying to tell you is relax, have fun. You've done the hard part. Enjoy Marathon Weekend. And just do what you got to do to finish and get a, and get across that finish line and get those medals. Boy, we look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a good weekend. And speaking of getting to see us, Bob, where could people do that? Well, by golly, I was going to bring it up, but let's bring it up now. Let's bring it up now. We have a meetup scheduled Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. at Dockside Margaritas in Disney Springs. Alicia's buying. I still can't afford that. I'm so glad you changed your mind again. This makes me so happy. I will still be there, but I cannot afford to buy everybody drinks. But you should still come, even though I can't do that. <laughs> all right. We'll come anyway. We can oh, all buy Alicia drinks since she's yeah, not there we the marathon that's what, on Sunday. That's what will happen. Yeah. You know, a lot of people fit. A lot of people finish the uh, the marathon with a margarita. You know, that's a tradition for many folks. I've not done it. I, I'm actually considering it. And I during my trip in November, I actually did some reconnaissance. Uh, so I went over to Chosa de Margarita and I was going to uh, sample a couple to figure out which one I wanted to get. But I am intrigued because they have a frozen one that was specifically designed by Neil Patrick Harris. And I love MPH, so I might have to get that one in his honor, uh, but but we'll, we'll wait and see. It all depends on how long the line is, too. Lots of folks do it. I, Gosh, it was uh, 20 the last time they did it. I love the Tipsy Ducks in Love at Joy of Tea, which is a little uh, pavilion that sits out by itself outside the China area. And... Uh, I went up there, ordered Tipsy Ducks and Love, and the girl behind the counter said, we don't have it right now. And I thought, I just went 25 miles to get this. But so I finished with that one. Uh, so that's a, that's a tradition you might want to enjoy, is crossing the finish line with a with a adult beverage in hand. Well, gang, I think we're at the time in the show where we want to transition to the race report. Not much of a report really this weekend. We're at the end of the year. I don't have a lot of folks in our file. I mentioned last week that Christy is doing a virtual 5K in Detroit, the Charlie Bound, Charlie Bound, yeah, the Charlie Brown Christmas virtual 5K. That's the only person I have on my list. Let me remind you, please, that. If you'd like to be featured, if you'd like us to talk about your runs, just drop a note in the Rise and Run podcast Facebook group and telling us what runs you'll be doing, where and when. I'll add you to the list and we'll talk about it when it comes up. I also noticed, I looked at my file, I don't have very many people listed for Marathon Weekend, so I know there are a bunch of you out there who are going to be there marathon weekend and doing all or part of uh, some of the runs there. Uh, please update me if you would, and let me know which ones you'll be running uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, I want to mention it and, and, and bring it up that you've done it. And number two, I want to know who to look for while I'm there. 
So not, like I said, not much of a race report. Uh, next, really next big weekend. The only big weekend I have coming up is the marathon weekend. However, we've got a, an interview this week that we'd love you to listen to. Our friend Kim, who I've run with on several occasions, talks with us about Ainsley's Angels and pushing or helping disabled runners to complete running events. And we hope you'll find it really interesting and motivating. Hey, Kim, great to see you. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm glad. I know it's a busy time of year. I'm glad you had a couple minutes to spare with us. We're happy to be talking with you. The last I saw you wasn't that long ago. It was at Space Coast, and you and Team Woody were there. You did the half. How'd that go for you? Um, it was great. Woody had a blast. That's a fun. That's one of my favorite races. Honestly, it was good to see you on the course too. It's a good event. <laughs> it yeah. was great. Yeah, it's a good event. I I caught you guys. You were doing the south half, so I caught you. Golly, I, you were pretty close to finishing, I think. Yeah, we were doing it with Sid Bush, who is who has an injury and. He's the guy that carries the flag. You see him at a lot of races, I think. He's very cool. He always walks in honor of somebody who um, died in service. I, I met Sid last year with you when I actually walked with you and Woody. Yeah. Um, he is a neat guy. He is. This is his first half after a heart attack. So it was a, we, he was, we were slow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, he had had it like two or three months before that and he hadn't done a half since. So we were trying to make sure he finished. <laughs> oh yeah. That is a good event. Uh, we, we've talked it up on other podcasts. It's uh, it's a lot of fun and there are a lot of good places to hang out down in that part of Florida. What you've been doing since then? Not as much running. We did a, we did a um, tacky light 6k here in Richmond um, in the rain, which and only because Woody insisted. I kept, <laughs> like we're we're pulling into the parking lot, and I'm, I'm I'm soaked by the time I get Woody's chair out of the back of our back of our um, car. And I'm like, you really want to do this? He's like, thumbs up, thumbs up. And people are like heading away from the start line, like back to the you know back to their cars. I'm like, they may have canceled it. They they didn't. We did it and completely soaked. He was in Gore-Tex, <laughs> so he was completely dry and <laughs> sitting there. Good for you. It's a fun. That's great. I'm sure he was. uh... Oh, he was so happy. (laughs) And we had, we had his, he had his fireballs. He was particularly happy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, you know, Kim, I I know each other so well. I just realized we probably need to back up for a second because most people listening here don't know Woody, never met him. And uh, it's part of your story as that we're going to get to Ainsley's Angels. We want to talk about that quite a bit at the end here. But tell us a little bit about Woody and how you've come to run with him and how that's working for you. Actually, the running with him has been really amazing. Um, Woody is my son. He's 31. He just turned 31 yesterday, actually, December 20th. He has a rare genetic disease that um, his body doesn't get rid of copper. So for 20 years until he was diagnosed, because we really didn't have a clue anything was wrong with him. But he was in college. He was you know, completely lazy, but he was a normal teenage kid. Um, But he, so for 20 years, copper accumulated in his brain. um, And he can, that he was diagnosed a month before he turned 21. And like I said, he was normal. He was driving a car in college. 
Um, and now he can't walk, he can't talk, he's super spasmy. He's considered a spastic quadriplegic. Um, and he and he's been tube fed for like 10 years. Like none of his muscles work right. But cognitively, he's still like a 30-year-old guy that can do hard physics. <laughs> he just can't it, yeah. communicating's really hard. Physics was his major. He's totally a science geeky kid. Um and he but anyways, none of his muscles work at all from, you know, swallowing to anything. So he's total care. Um, but cognitively, like I said, he's all there emotionally. The other way it affected him is emotionally. He's, he has, he gets super excited at stuff. Like he knows he's overreacting, mm -hmm. but he can't make it stop. <laughs> so he's just, he's a very happy, enthusiastic guy. Oh yeah. And well, he's I, sweet uh, yeah. as all get out, right? <laughs> Isn't he? I mean, I know his mom, but he's a sweet kid. He's a sweet 31 year old, but you know, he's my baby. <laughs> he's, a great, he's a great guy. I, I love, uh, I love running into him. In fact, I, I enjoy your whole family, Kim. That's, that's seriously yeah, that's sweet of you. Um, but we like, well, you, we like you and Becky so much. That's fun. But yeah, no, Woody's terrific. Uh, I'm, I've only met him twice now. I, I'm going to say, I feel like I'm communicating a little better after a couple of days than I was at first. I can tell that he knows what's going on because he laughs at me all the time. Oh, he totally knows what's <laughs> going on. And he can communicate. You have to ask him like to do it without watching him point at letters. Um, you have to give him multiple choice or and a, and a way to indicate it. Like this is yes. This is like my left hand is yes. My right hand is no. And my head is like something else until totally. I've witnessed that interaction. It's for me. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. It really is. It's, it's really, it's incredible on both of your parts. Now he's just a little guy, right? Oh yeah, no. When he's like six five, it's like when you stand, when I stand him up, I always forget like his hip is at my, is way up here on my waist, you know, yeah. like, dang, you are tall. <laughs> no, I think, so. he, I think he's as tall as I am. I think I have a few pounds on him, which is not necessarily he's a, he's a skinny good, little thing. Yeah. All that spasming. Um, <laughs> so how did Woody get started? How did you and he get started running together? I'll tell you, I started running for about a year before I started pushing Woody. And I, I am like the world's least likely runner. I'll just throw that out there. I, I didn't do anything. But I had a friend from high school that was running a full marathon in all 50 states. And she convinced me that she would run my first half with me. And our, my first half was the Star Wars half at Disney. And okay. she flew there, met me there. She's in Texas. I'm in Virginia um, and did it with me. And I was like the worst person on earth, in hindsight, worst person on earth to run with. I was a horrible coachy. I, I was miserable. She'd be like, only a 6K. I'm like, oh my God, 6K. That's like crazy. Because I'd never done anything like that. So um, anyway, she did my first two races with me and then said, you need to find local runners. And so I started running and then I saw Ainsley's Angels in Virginia Beach, which is about two hours from us. And I and I asked Woody if he wanted to do like a 5K with them. And he said, yes, I wasn't really sure because like we talked about, he knows he's not actually running and I didn't know whether he'd like it or whether... He wouldn't. He loved it. I can't even yeah. tell you. It's because, and he will say it's because he's part, he's a participant. He's not watching other people do stuff, which he spends a lot of time now watching other people do stuff. Yeah. And this yeah. is like him, you know, he gets to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably add this again at the end. If you ever see Kim and Woody in their 
bright, shocking pink. Um, <laughs> what, what do you call that, Kim? That, the race chair. Oh, the race it's a chair. racing okay. chair that fits a six foot five man. So. <laughs> Chances are Woody will have one or two arms extended towards you with his fist out, looking for a fist bump. Oh, yeah. No, he's all about the fist bumps. He's the most enthusiastic rider you will ever meet. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's impressive. Let's back up just a bit, Kim. We we talked about the last time we ran, and we talked about Woody. What other events you got planned coming up here in the short term, in the near future? We have a couple. We travel a lot. He's trying to run a half marathon, the two of us, in all 50 states. Um, So this summer, we're going to do a series, two series, where we run 11 half marathons in 11 states in 11 days. (laughs) 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 Feel sorry for my husband who just gets dragged along. (laughs) Well, where, I mean, are the states, they've got to be close to one another. These are the we did it. We did seven in seven days, seven states in seven days last summer, and they were in the Midwest. So there was mm. a pretty all we did. I, I way overestimated our free time. All we did was like run, pack, drive. <laughs> and, and, but this, these are the new New England states, so they're all of New England, and then independent series. It's a series from called mainly marathons, and they do um, a series of seven, six or seven states around the country throughout the year. Then the independent series is New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware. So um, in between. So we'll have the whole Northeast finished. Okay. <laughs> well, well, how many states total will that give you by then? Um, Woody will be at about 25 by the end of the year. About halfway. Oh, no, he won't. He'll be at, he'll be at 30 because that's oh, 11 wow. and he's at 15 now. I did bad math. He'll be at, <laughs> he'll hit 30 because we're also going out to do... Indy Mini and Flying Pig this oh, year. Oh, that's a good one. Boy, I, I, ought to, I ought to try to get to one of those. Those are two great events, Flying Pig and the uh, Indy Mini Marathon. Those yeah. Are, those are Come this year. Events. It's a good year. Team Woody's rolling. <laughs> so when you do these events, do you push Woody most of the time or do you use the Ainsley's Angels group? Now I push him most of the time, but if Ainsley's Angels is doing it, we absolutely let them know we're coming and join them because they're a fun, fun group of super nice people to hang out with. And so, but most, it took me uh, more than a year to figure out I could push him for for that far because remember I'm not a natural runner, so I was I just thought it I I don't know I was really intimidated by pushing him. 13 miles. And it's hard. I mean, flat ones are what it is. The, the the chair rolls really nicely, but you're still pushing 225 pounds up any hill that you hit or holding them to downhills just as hard because you're trying to keep them from getting away from you. Yes, because those brakes are, uh, are virtually worthless. Kim, do you find that when you're pushing Woody that the concept of pace kind of just eludes you? Oh, yeah. I don't even worry about it. <laughs> I mean, like to to me, it almost seems like it's easier because you're so focused on you know making sure that you you know have your forearms on the chair and you're, and you're gripping well and you know you're keeping control and when it comes to those turns, you know having to lift up and and pivot and everything like that. So just the idea of oh I'm going too fast or I'm going too slow kind of goes out the window. At least for me, I, I was curious if it was the same for you and Woody. Yeah, I don't even worry about pace. I'm worried about that, like making sure. 
and really it's making sure he doesn't get away from me going downhill and uphill. I'm totally focused on not dying usually (laughs) and just getting to the top of it. But the rest of the race, I'm worried about, I want Woody to like talk to, you know what I mean? I want people to know because he's trying to fist bump people. He's like waving at people. So I want to make sure he has like a really good time. And I end up focusing more on that or that if somebody's with us, we're talking, they know how to talk to Woody or they, or you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or what Woody's saying back. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think I'm guilty once again of, of making some presumptions. We've talked about Ainsley's angels here, but I don't think we've really explained to our listeners what that group is. Uh, can you help us with that? Sure. Greg, do you run, you run with them, don't you, in Philadelphia or somewhere up there? I do. I, I've done a, a, just a couple of races. Uh, so obviously you have much more of a vast experience than I do. So, so why, why don't you go ahead and, and, and give us the, the, the backstory on Ainsley's angels? Um, sure. Ainsley's Angels was founded by a guy named Rooster Rossiter. His name's Tim Rossiter, and he goes by the name Rooster. He's in Virginia Beach, actually. So we were lucky at our first race to, like, he was there, which was kind of, I didn't realize how lucky we were, but oh, we were lucky cool. to meet him and everything. And they have ambassadors around the country that run their groups. But the whole purpose of the group is to push, is to help assisted athletes participate in endurance events. Um and Woody will tell you he likes it. I think I said this already because he's he's part of the race. He's like not watching other people run races. He's in the race. People are cheering for him and they're high fiving him and fist bumping him and when he when he's in when he's in it. Um, but they're an amazing group of people. It's all the the whole purpose is to be focused on the athlete on the assisted athlete, um, and it's not really about you pushing them it's about the guy you're the guy or the kid you're pushing and they do children adults it, it's just a really amazing group of people that we've found and they're around the country so we've run with them and in louisiana we did the louisiana marathon the half marathon we've done we've run with them um in florida before we've i mean we've really done we've done we do a lot with North Carolina. We've, we went to New Jersey and ran with a group with Ainsley's angels there. So we've been all over and, and Virginia, we do Virginia beach, Fredericksburg. So we've met a lot of the groups. They're all just every group we've been to where we've met the ambassador or run with a bunch of people. They're just nice people. Oh, in South Carolina, we do Myrtle beach too. And, and just to talk about Ainsley herself. So um, Ainsley had a, unfortunately a, a terminal illness uh, but it was something where I believe her first race was back in 2008. And, you know, they, they started, you know, taking her, you know, Rooster and, and the, the family, you know, were taking her to these races. And at any time, you know, wind blowing in her face, you know, is just like, you know, radiating, you know, the biggest smile, you know, that, that you can imagine. And I know that they've done a lot of, uh, a lot of races. I know a lot of halves and I believe if I remember correctly and, and, and Kim, please do if I'm wrong here, Rooster is a former retired Marine. Uh, yeah, he is. yeah. So I, I believe that, I believe they've done the Marine Corps marathon uh, a couple of times as well. Woody did Marine Corps um, in 2019. Oh, that's awesome. First weather ever <laughs> for it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, ju- just the, you know, the, the original family alone, you know, just, you know, Ainsley had, all of these amazing opportunities for all these races. Now, unfortunately, uh, she did pass away in uh, February of 2016. But you know, you know, now over five years later, to see that her legacy continues to live on 
across the nation is one of the most beautiful things that I have I ever seen. I think it's amazing. They, I mean, they've just turned what is honestly a tragedy into something so good and positive for so many people. It's amazing. Going back to Rooster for a second, you know, you, you were talking about how, you know, you got to meet him at Woody's first ever event. I, I have a really, really funny story about him. I went to my first event and I was pushing my um, goddaughter who has a mitochondrial uh, disease. So she lives in a facility where actually where my wife works and, you know, need around the clock 24 seven care. And so it was the, the first ever um, Southeastern PA Ainsley's angels, yellow stairway, uh, 6k and 12k. And what was great about it is I, I learned through um, our local representative, Amanda, that she just needed to show up and a chair would be provided for her. So I was like meandering around the parking lot, you know, trying to figure out, OK, you know, where do I pick up the chair? You know, do I need a certain size or whatever? And this really rambunctious, enthusiastic gentleman comes up to me and says, oh, let me help you with that and, and everything like that. And got me all situated. And I was like, oh, man, this is such a great you know introduction to this whole thing. And then we're going into like the opening ceremonies of the whole event. And Amanda, all of a sudden, is like, we're so fortunate to have Ainsley's family here. And we'd like to introduce you to Rooster. And I'm like, that's the guy that just helped me. And it was like, it was just very serendipitous, you know, and it was, you know, the, the fact that, you know, even, you know, this was just a very small 6K and 12K in North Wales, Pennsylvania. And he came all the way up from Virginia Beach and, and had the family there and the videographer. And it just, it was, it was such an amazing and his, you can definitely tell that his daughter's spirit continues to live on through him. And the rest of the family, and it was just—it's such an awesome sight to see. He—he's a man, I think, that is doing what he was born to do right now. I mean, he's amazing at building the—he's amazing at all parts of it because it's his passion. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, I agree. That's—he's a cool guy, actually. And his wife—they're just nice people too. Can you tell us how you got involved? You know, in, in into the first event. I sent an email because um, the only chairs I had seen prior to to Woody's to Woody running um, are those little sling stroller things almost, and I knew he couldn't because he's so stiff. I knew he couldn't fold himself into something like that. Um, and on their site, they had a picture of an Axiom, the really big chairs, and I called. Um, and then they had the Team Hoyt chair too. Team Hoyt's a similar organization. Um, so I sent an email and Rooster called me like, he's like, Oh, this is the chair he needs. He can, t he, we have one he can borrow. They were just amazing. So I went, so we drove down, we just drove two hours in the morning, met them and they put them in a chair and, and we ran with them. I mean, it, but we live in Richmond. So we're like two hours away from anybody that has a chair like that. Um, I asked him to borrow one once because I signed up for the Richmond for a race in Richmond. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. It was like a 5k or 10k. Um, and they don't, and he let, and he let us borrow one, but we ended up buying one through them and that he helped us with fundraising for it. Cause they're ridiculously expensive mm -hmm. chairs. Yeah. And, and they set it up so that it was a fundraiser through Ainsley's angels. So people could donate, um, you know, tax deductible money towards Woody's chair and, 
we got the chair pretty quick. So it's pretty nice of him. That was probably my favorite part of, of the Yellow Stairway race series. That and again, I've only been able to do two, because unfortunately, with COVID, the last two years ha- have gone virtual oh, yeah. for us. But you know, the fact that you know when you roll up to that parking lot, there's just trailer after trailer of all these chairs, and obviously, you know, knowing you know knowing the price, I mean, my uh, we my wife and I and, and the rest of my family raised money so we could get my goddaughter an adapted tricycle and yeah. the amount of money that went into that in you know i i couldn't imagine what a racing chariot like that costs as well so the fact that we could just roll up and you pick your chariot and you move on was just that that that, that was really really heartwarming just in itself and one thing is you don't have to be a runner to do it either because most of the people are being pushed by a relative i would say most 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 runners that are with the um, with the athlete are are just regular runners that want to do something more than just finish a race. So it's it's very cool, and they're more awesome than I mean, really pushing someone you're not related to is way more awesome than that. That's great stuff. Um, but you led me into what I'd like to conclude with. Somebody's listening and wants to get involved. How do they do it? Go to the website, ainsleysangels.org. It's, um, and sign up that you'll be, you'll be able to go to a place that'll have state, like a list of states and you contact the ambassador closest and you can click on a link and just email the ambassador near you. And That's it's absolutely worth doing. Great. It's a I N S L E Y. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put a link there. The events, do they come to like every event or like, how do they come to events? Like where, how does that work? Um, the ambassadors set up their like local areas. I mean, they always do like Marine Corps marathon or some big races and Louisiana marathon. Those are the two big ones that I know they always do, but on their website, you can click on the locality and you can see upcoming events in that area too. And if, when you shoot an email to the ambassador, she'll tell you, he or she will tell you what, what's coming up in in your local area. Right. They're not at every run, but they are at selected runs and there are quite a few. They do a couple a month, though. Each locality does one or two a month. So, And they're not all half marathons or marathons. There's a lot of 5K and 10Ks, too. Kim, I want to go back to Woody for a second. What, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you talked about him getting, you know, very excited and, and controlling his emotions and wanting to, you know, fist bump people, you know, all throughout the course. Yeah. What other types of reactions does he have while he's, um, as the Angelies Angels group likes to say, rolling with the wind? You know, is there... You know, besides the excitement, are, are there giggles? You know, what what other types of emotions does he emote dur- during the races? Because I know my goddaughter, the two times I have pushed her, probably for the first K, uh, she's really into it and she giggles. And then for the rest, she takes a nap because she just she just <laughs> loves the wind, you know, wind in her face. So, yeah, no, Woody stays awake every second. <laughs> I mean, every second. We have a playlist that he picked out. He didn't stay awake at Space Coast, did he? Yeah, he was awake. Oh, I thought you told me he took a nap. I'm, no, I'm I would, didn't let him because this is the <laughs> other thing he started. He's so excited for races now. He stays up all night the night before, and I mean like every single second. So I've discovered I can run 13 miles with no sleep <laughs> because we're usually in a hotel and he's loud when he gets excited too. He does a neurological kind of noise and he needs help stopping it. So I'm up like the entire night trying not to get kicked out of our room at 1 a.m. You know, I'm like, I'm like, no, we have to be quiet. Take a deep breath. And it's, um, 
So he's up all night. He gets super excited. He His arms are usually in the air and he's usually fist bumping people. We also have a playlist that he picked out each and every song because I Googled like running playlists and I'd hit thumbs up or thumbs down every song <laughs> that was playlist. So it took, it took days to make this list. Um, and it's like eight hours long. It's ridiculously long. <laughs> so, um, so he likes, he'll signal me if he wants me to skip a song or something like that too. So he's listening to the music and having fun. And you'll notice every once in a while, like if a song's coming up, like put your hands up, he's like putting his hands up. In the thing. <laughs> he's very into it. He also likes his fireball stops. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Absolutely. You can cut it. <laughs> can cut of it course, of course. <laughs> so now we carry tiny bottles of fireball and we usually bring extra to share. <laughs> to uh, that's great. So he wants Team Fireball put on his wheel covers. Team his Fireball. That'd be perfect. He's a good guy. Kim and I were chatting before we started here that uh, Woody's not there. He's at the gym right now. And it's kind of a shame he's not there in a way, but in another way, uh, I know he's going to love listening to this oh, once yeah, it is. goes live. He's going to have a good time. You were telling me now Wilson's disease, as I understand, is not curable, but it is treatable. Is that right? Correct. And it's a long-term treatment. That the uh, the progress is incrementally slow. Is it not? Yes, very, very slow. But there is a possibility that someday in the future, Woody may walk again? Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. Because you, um, you, you decopper them. I mean, he's, it's a super rare genetic disease. Like my husband had a recessive gene. He had to get two of them. Um, and of that, half are neurological, half are liver. And of the neurological type, he's like very severe. So he's a very small group of people. Um, but we know a guy that that walks. So he walks, he has a goofy gait and he's really hard to understand, but he walks and he speaks again. You know what I mean? He, and he speaks. So that's what we're hoping for. Cause we, he's took a, we're trying to get the copper out of his brain and he goes to a gym that works with neuromuscular disorders five days a week. And that's what he needs to re to get the copper out of his brain and reprogram his brain to control his muscles. And again, so, I mean, that's the, that's the goal. I'm not going to give up on it. <laughs> It's been 10 years, but I'm still not going to give up on it. So oh, I know, I know you won't. And uh, so then there's this possibility then that I, I might run with Woody someday. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. No, probably not. I'll tell you, because I'm like, Woody loves these races. I can't tell you how excited. He, I have been telling you how excited he is, but I, I'm like, Woody, so when you can walk again, do you want to? are you going to do a race with me? And he thumbs down to me. So he's happy to be pushed for 13 miles. He has zero desire to run it himself. <laughs> you should, you should track all the miles and the day Woody's able to do it. You should make him push you. Right. I told him he needs to get better so he can push me when I'm like old. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Kim, look, thanks so much. I, we've all enjoyed it. I, I, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. It's always a lot of fun meeting. When am I going to see you again? Are you doing any Disney runs? Um, I'm not. I didn't sign up for any this year. What we wanted to do Star Wars. I'm so bummed they stopped that one because Woody and I have signed. He's a Star Wars geek. I can't even tell. He knows minutia about Star Wars. Uh, and like growing up, he and I went to a Star Wars weekend every like one weekend. It was like a mommy son 
weekend and I would sit there while he rode that Star Tours ride like 31 times in a row. Because <laughs> I can do once and then I'm like nauseous. <laughs> so I would just sit there and have coffee, you know, that little bookstore where you sit in the window <laughs> and he'd just run loops around riding the ride over and over. Um, so we wanted to do the Star Wars race, but we signed up for the last for the last two years. They had to sign up, and it was canceled. Yeah. We had great costumes for the first time in my life. I planned ahead and had outfits for us and stuff. And Tim, I've got I've got a costume. Remember, I was going to push. I've oh yeah, a, right. Because you were you were you were going to do it with um, Mandy. With yes, with Me Mandy. And Mandy. Yeah. I'm like, so yeah. And then the next year we signed up and it was also canceled. And now there's no more Star Wars races. I keep thinking there's gotta be one somewhere in the country. I'm holding on to the he had helmet covers. I mean, we had good because Disney makes you wear a helmet. Makes him wear a helmet. No, I was oh, Disney does? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to wear a helmet. So he had one that's like um R T D T cover for it. <laughs> and we have Yoda ears cover. We had we were like totally nothing they're just sitting upstairs in the closet <laughs> but you know we want to wine and dine's my favorite so maybe next we're probably not going to run it in 2022 because i'm having trouble we usually stay in disney vacation club and i can never i don't i haven't been able to get a room really with my points and it's like i don't want to pay now <laughs> anymore since i've already paid for points kim i'm going to let you go uh once again we'll put the link to the Angelies Angels site in our show notes. And it's just been, it's it's great seeing you here. It's great seeing you in person. Uh, I'd say tell Woody, we all said hello, but he'll hear it in a couple of weeks. You will. And thank you, seriously, thank you for inviting me to be here. This was really fun. Kim, thanks again for giving us the time. We really, really enjoyed spending the time with you. I, I've had, and you probably heard this, I've had a chance to, uh, to meet Kim's entire family and run with them on a couple of occasions, run with Kim and Woody on a couple of occasions, just a special, it's a special family. It really is. I, I love being around with them. They're whole, so positive and uh, I really, and Hey Woody, by the time you're ready to walk a 5k buddy, we're walking the daggum 5k. You owe us at least one. So Gosh, I hope that happens someday. That would be awesome. Heck, 5K, 5 meters, 5, I don't care what it is. Uh, I hope we get a chance to do that someday. The website, again, we'll put it in the show notes, angelsangels.org. You can go on there and you can sign up to be a participant, obviously, if that's necessary. You can sign up to be a runner to assist and they don't care how fast you run they don't care if you walk the entire event angels angels doesn't or you can just sign up to be uh an assistant i think i forget what they call them but you can just sign up to help with preparations before the event you don't need to know someone personally who um, you know, wants to participate in these events, you know, who obviously, you know, cannot run themselves, who need to use the racing chair. If this is just a mission that speaks to you and you're looking for a different type of racing experience, I highly, highly encourage you go out, reach out to Ainsley's Angels, fill out the form, get connected with, um, you know, hopefully there is a, a local group, you know, in your neck of the woods across the country, because it's one of those things where, you know, if you just want to go and, 
be able to participate in one of these races. They do a great job in terms of, you know, even if there's numerous people who are going to be on the same team and push the same person, they do a great job of asking for what your paces are and, you know, grouping you with, you know, similar people. So that way you can be comfortable in your experience too. Obviously they would never want to put somebody who, you know, say for a half marathon runs a 13 minute mile, they would never pair you with someone who's going to run an eight minute mile. Uh, because obviously that kind of defeats the purpose of being together, um, you know, and rolling with the wind as a team. So, you know, they, they really do a fantastic job about that. Reach out to them and uh, and, and get uh, get involved. In, and trust me, it, it will truly change your life. And not to mention you get some pretty awesome bright neon pink swag uh, because they, <laughs> they just have the absolute best colors. That's cool. I, I did. I went on and it is dot org. Angels, dot org. A-I-N-S-L-E-Y. We'll put it in show notes. Ainsley's Angels dot org. I went online and, and uh, registered to be a, uh, a pusher, a participant to help out. We'll see how we'll see how, what happens with that one. Yeah. She said she was running that mainly marathon independence uh, series. Uh, one of those races is about an hour from my house. So I might just take a ride up there and cheer them on or maybe even get in on it. Let's see. That's neat, John. That's neat. If you haven't met Kim, she's the same person that we saw in the interview that, uh, you'll see in person her her attitude doesn't change she had a smile the whole time bob yeah yeah that's it that's her okay guys well it's as always it's been fun uh let me remind i haven't begged for reviews for a while and you know the problem is i've already given up singing so i have i have nothing else to threaten you with (laughs) but uh i will i will remind you we we love it if you can give us a written review helps us it helps others find the podcast uh, we're growing an audience and we're very happy about that we love doing the show and we're tickled to death that a lot of you enjoy listening so thank you for that if you get a chance do it on apple podcast uh give us a uh, a written review I understand now that you can rate us in spotify on the spotify app not necessarily on the website, but in the Spotify app, that seems to be new. As we find out more about that, we'll let you know. Hey, reminder, let us know what you're planning to do, what your goals are for 2022. We want to talk about that next week. We want to talk about running goals. So just drop us a note, tell us what your goals are, whether you've got a particular race you want to finish, you got a PR that you're gunning for, or Hey, maybe you're just getting back into running, but whatever it is, let us know. We'll talk about those next week. And of course, the big one's coming up. We're looking forward to seeing as many of you as possible down at Walt Disney World here just in another week. Uh, One more time. I know we talked about it once already. One more time. 2 p.m. Dockside Margaritas, Disney Springs. Okay. I think that wraps it up for episode 11. As always, it's been our pleasure. Until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. 
any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.